Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. After more than 30 years of service as one of Navy's top aviators, Pete Maverick Mitchell is where he belongs, pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot and dodging the advancement in rank that would ground him. When he finds himself training a detachment of Top Gun graduates for specialist mission, the likes of which no living pilot has ever seen, Maverick encounters Lieutenant Bradley Bradshaw, callsign Rooster, the son of Maverick's late friend, as we know, Goose. Facing an uncertain future and confronting the ghosts of his past, Maverick is drawn into a confrontation with his own deepest fears in a mission that demands the ultimate sacrifice from those who are willing to fly it. You see, Maverick has become this amazing pilot, yet he hasn't graduated up the ranks because he has a bit of a rebel nature. And he's asked to come in and be an instructor for all these other students. In the opening scene, you, you see him unveil the 1989 Ninja 900, much like the one that I have on stage today. And you see him racing down the highway next to the planes taking off. And you can tell there's a bigger calling on his life. But this is like a mission that he's never experienced before. You see, because we're going to find out it's one mission that he is hoping to fly, but instead they want him to teach. Lieutenant says the inevitable is happening, that he's being replaced. But he says, not today, not today. just for that. <laughs> That's my first confession today. Well, welcome to College Street Victory Church. Welcome home. As you can tell, we like to do things a little bit different. Uh, we believe that church should not be boring. We serve an amazing God, the creator, and we were made in his image. So our team has put together a fun service for you today to enjoy. So I'd like to give a shout out, first of all, uh, to all those that are watching all around the world. But let's start off in the valley. Let's give a shout out to the Joshua House. Come on. Choosing to live life not just in recovery, but discovery. Let's give a shout out to all those watching at Ruth and Naomi's. As well as the Westminster ladies. Come on. I know we have a, a family that has not, since moved to Mexico. That's uh, Wes and Jen. Can we give a shout out to Wes and Jen watching online right now? Awesome. I, I could go on, but you probably want to get on with your day. So anyway, uh, welcome to Summer at the Theater. As I mentioned before, um, I'm a little bit passionate about movies. Any movie buffs in the place? Anyone like to go to a movie, escape for a moment, you know, like maybe find some deeper truths or stories behind the movies? That's what I love about movies. They all tell a story, and then we get to be a part of that story or see where do we fit in in that story, and the stories, the stories that they tell 
are real life stories sometimes. Sometimes they're fictional, but we can always relate to them because there are deeper truths to the human heart that we connect with. So we've got two more weeks of this to look at some of these Hollywood hits and explore some of the deeper spiritual truths that are found in each film. Now today, you might have figured it out already, our feature presentation is Top Gun Maverick. It's one, it's, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I loved Top Gun, the first one, when it came out in 1986. That's right, I would have only been four. But I was all over that movie. I was ready to fly at age four. Okay, I was, I was on the back of a motorcycle on age four. That's a true story, by the way. Um, but in this, this is a sequel to the earlier Top Gun in 1986. And... Um, when this movie originally came out, a lot of you may think, well, this is fictional. Well, yes, but Top Gun does exist. There is an aviation training center called Top Gun. And in 1971, the first Top Gun uh, award was given. So they, what happens is they collect the best of the best pilots from all around the world to come and compete. And in 1971, the first award was handed to, get this, Canadians. You don't hear about that, do you? <laughs> That's right. We can fly, eh? <laughs> yeah. Bunch of hosers. <laughs> Strap some hockey sticks to it and shoot them with hockey pucks, but we're good to go while we're flying and drinking our Tim Hortons coffee. <laughs> All right. I got it out. I'm done. So in this movie, this is after more than 30 years um, of service uh, where Navy's uh, top uh, aviator, we, you don't know him as Pete, but that's his real name. You know him ha as Maverick. Maverick Mitchell is where he belongs. He's pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot. He's dodging advancement in rank that would have actually grounded him. And he's training a detachment of graduates for a special assignment. Maverick must confront the ghosts of his past and his deepest fears. In a mission that demands the ultimate sacrifice for those who choose to fly it. In the trailer that we just watched, you heard from Admiral Kane, who says, despite your best efforts, you still refuse to die. <laughs> I can relate. He says, you should be a two-star admiral by now, but here you are. Why is that? And Maverick responds with, well, it's just one of life's mysteries, you know. Then Admiral Kane continues to say, your kind is headed for extinction. But I like Tom Cruise's response, but not today. Not today, Satan, <laughs> not today. No weapon formed against me shall prosper, come on. And even though I go through the darkest of the valley, he is with me. And not even the gates of hell will prevail against me, come on. You're gonna get a lot of the word today. So I don't know if you've ever felt that maybe your time has passed. Maybe you've missed your window of opportunity. Maybe you've been battling with somebody close to you or you've been battling with something within you. Either way, this movie is full of opportunities for us to reflect on the meaning of life and what it is we are truly fighting for and who it is that we are fighting with and who is really our enemy. The movie is about objectives. It's about relationship. It's about authority. It's about who to listen to and what to do when you are forced with those enemies, both the enemy out there and the enemy that you might struggle with within. It's a story about pride, story about ego. It's learning to let go and let God. It's also a story of sacrifice and a story of forgiveness. 
It's a story in need of a savior. So my title for today's feature presentation is this, Where is Your Faith? I got the t-shirt and everything. I don't know if you can zoom in. Yeah. Where is your faith? A famous line used by Tom Cruise in the movie several times is this. This is my first point if you're taking notes. It's not the plane, it's the pilot. It's not the plane, say it with me, it's the pilot. This is one of the most famous lines that he uses multiple times throughout Top Gun. So is it the plane or is it the pilot? Now, yes, that's right. <laughs> A quick learner. We, <laughs> we recently flew from... Um, Calgary to Abbotsford, and we were on a brand new airplane. I don't know if you guys noticed that. I, I flew with College Street Worship and, and my wife and the rest of the team, and uh, brand new airplane. I didn't know that Flair put out new airplanes, so, uh, but it was, <laughs> yeah, for real, brand new airplane. We were on it. I mean, it was, it was great, but when we were at about 40,000 feet, we hit some turbulence over the mountains, and I'm telling you, it don't matter how much technology you got, and you might have the best plane in the world. My faith was not in that plane. It was in the pilot. (laughs) And when you're going through a storm, the same thing, you got to ask yourself, where is your faith? You better have an experienced, trusted pilot to take you through that storm. And in Luke 8 is where I'll be going today. In Luke 8, the disciples find themselves in a boat in the middle of a storm that Jesus sent them into, by the way, and Jesus was with them in the storm. But not only is Jesus in the boat in the storm, but he's sleeping through the storm. Yeah. (laughs) And in verse 23, it says, As they sailed, he fell asleep, being Jesus, and a squall came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped and they were in great danger. Okay, I just want you guys to know, these are all fishermen. Okay, they're not crybabies. You've heard me say it before. Sailors aren't made in calm seas. They're made in storms. So obviously it was a big enough storm for them to be worried and cause them to fear. And verse 24 says, the disciples went and woke up Jesus saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. Now you know it's a big storm, okay? Jesus gets up, he rebukes the wind and the raging waters and the storm subsides and all was calm. Verse 25, this is what Jesus says. Where is your faith? He asked his disciples. It's not the plane, it's the pilot. Where is your faith? I wonder where your security has been lately. Is it in your job? Is it investments? Maybe maybe it's in your relationships. What is your plane that takes you to where you hope to be? Maybe you've trained and, and and, and, and you know how to fly that plane. You know how to maneuver that plane. You even know how to use it whenever a battle comes your way. But in the end, we all have to face our own fight and realize this. Who is it that we choose to put our trust in? Maybe you even have Jesus in your vessel, but you're not letting him captain the ship. Instead, you're flying around with that cute little bumper sticker that says, Jesus is my (laughs) co-pilot. When in reality, Jesus is our captain. He's the pilot. Paul reminds us in Romans 8.37, no, despite all things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ. Through Christ, through our captain who loves us. 
Pastor Rudy said during the worship song, he spoke over you, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans and purposes I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, give you a hope and a future. You can put your trust in him. Let's see the next clip. So the Navy has been tasked with destroying an unsanctioned uranium enrichment plant, which is located underground in a bunker at the end of a canyon And before it becomes operational, they need to destroy it. It is defended by a surface-to-air missiles, GPS jammers, and fifth-generation SUF-57 fighters, as well as older F-14 Tomcats. Maverick devises a plan employing two pairs of F-18 Super Hornets armed with laser-guided bombs, But instead of participating in the strike, he is to train an elite group of Top Gun graduates, graduates, sorry, assembled by Air Boss Vince Admiral Bo, a.k.a. Cyclone. Maverick dogfights his skeptical students and prevails almost all their respect except for Goose's son, which we know as Rooster. Rooster dislikes Maverick, dislikes Hangman's attitude. While Hangman criticizes Rooster's cautious flying, Maverick reunites with former girlfriend Penny Benjamin, to whom he reveals that he promised Rooster's dying mother that Rooster would not become a pilot. Rooster, unaware of this promise, is angry and resents Maverick for dropping his Naval Academy application career. And so he blames him for his father's death and Maverick is reluctant to further interfere with Rooster's career. But the alternative is to send him on an extremely dangerous mission. He tells his doubts to Iceman who has terminal throat cancer. Iceman advises that it's time to let go and reassures him that both the Navy and Rooster need Maverick. Iceman dies not long after and Cyclone removes Maverick as instructor following a training incident in which an F-18 is lost. Cyclone relaxes the mission parameters so they're easy to execute. But it makes escape much more difficult. During Cyclone's announcement, Maverick makes an unauthorized flight through the course, providing that he believes it can be done. Cyclone reluctantly appoints Maverick as team leader. Maverick will fly with the lead F-18, accompanied by a buddy laser with an F-18 flown by Lieutenant Nashaw Phoenix. But in this scene, Maverick is faced with talking to his old friend, Iceman, where he tells him, you need to let go. You need to let go. He says, Rooster needs you, and so do we. Second point, it's time to let go. Val Kilmer has very few lines in the movie Top Gun, Maverick. And for viewers that are confused, it's not because he was too busy to shoot more scenes. 
You see, Val Kilmer has throat cancer, and it's left him unable to speak for long, which is why he has primarily retired from acting. That's why he communicates through text, mostly throughout the sequel. And whether he voiced this line or not is unimportant. It's still a powerful moment wherein Iceman is trying to help Maverick get over the death of Goose. Maverick's response, I don't know how, is just as powerful. One of the hardest things of spiritual growth will be letting go. I recently uh, experienced the loss of my mother. She was diagnosed with stage four cancer about a year ago, around this time. And we believed that God would heal her. When she passed away, it was, it was hard. It was hard to let go. It was hard to let go of the thought that maybe, maybe I didn't pray enough. Maybe I didn't, maybe I didn't fast enough. Maybe I lacked the faith to get her healed. And maybe there was something more that I could have done differently that would have led to her healing. And may I remind you, not long ago I walked in and I prayed over a man who was given hours to live, dying of cancer. A man that didn't follow Jesus. And that man received healing and walked out the next day. So why didn't this happen for my mother? But I, I needed to let go. And I needed to let God. I needed to trust in him. You see, the apostle Paul says in Romans 8, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with, his, with him, graciously give us all things? Verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or the sword, as it is written. For your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels, angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future or any power. Neither height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I know my mom is with Jesus. I know who has the last say. I know that he goes and prepares a place for us 
the moment my mom breathed her last breath, she reached out to heaven. And she went to be with Jesus. I know who wins. I know she's healed. I know she's dancing with the Lord. (laughs) And I know along with her and a lot of our friends and relatives are praying for you and I today. And we will see them soon. It is our hope and it is our assurance. Mafrika and his his team have been tasked with destroying this unsanctioned uranium enrichment plant. And before, before it can become operational, it is defended by surface-to-air missiles and GPS jammers and fifth-generation fighters, as well as older F-14s, Tom, Tomcats. By the way, I got to thank the Abbotsford National uh, Air Show for putting on their air show the same weekend we did this. Thank you, guys. That's good. We discussed it, and we thought, so you might hear some F-18s flying over anytime soon. He's kind of a big deal. So... You know, Maverick was just supposed to be their instructor, but he ends up leading the way with two F-18 Super Hornets armed with laser-guided bombs. Yeah. And it's one of those missions where the odds of them coming out alive are slim. When he actually gets briefed on what needs to happen, he turns to the generals and says, this is one mission that they're probably not coming back from. So he knew the weight and the sacrifice that it would take. So what do you do? Who do you rely on when things seem, or when it seems like the odds are stacked against you? All right, here we go. So in this scene, you got the four jets. They launch from the aircraft carrier and they launch with these Tomahawk cruise missiles that destroy the nearby air base as they approach. So way to go, team. So the team destroys the plant, but the surface-to-air missiles open fire during their escape as they anticipated and Rooster runs out of countermeasures and Maverick sacrifices his plane to protect him. But he doesn't know that this is going to happen. You, you hear Rooster saying, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. And he's desperately crying out to his teammates. And he deploys countermeasures as many as he can. There's these flares that come shooting out. So the enemy, the enemy missiles hit the flares instead of hitting the plane. And they keep yelling back and forth. There's all this activity going on between the, between the four planes. And they're trying to dodge all these missiles. And it seems like hopeless. It's an incredible scene. Incredible scene. Incredible maneuvers both by Maverick and Rooster and the rest of the team. But back and forth, back and forth, they're saying, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, Rooster, talk to me. You see, Maverick's trying to coach him through the crisis. And how many of you know you get caught in a crisis and what you focus on is what you give power to. And so you hear Rooster saying, I can't shake them. I can't shake them. I'm out. I'm out. And this is where Maverick deploys flares and he takes the hit. Much like the way that Jesus takes the hit for you and me. When we feel there's nothing left in us, we have nothing left to give. The scripture tells us that in our weakness, Christ's strength is made perfect. 
But it's in these moments that we have to learn to trust in the Lord with all of our heart. You know, scripture in Isaiah 43 actually tells us that he makes a way where there is no way. It says, I'm doing a new thing. Can you not see it? But he says it's in the wasteland. It's in the wilderness. And this is a moment in this scene where it feels like there is no way. You even have um, Hangman. He's, he's back on the aircraft carrier and he hears everything that's going on in his headset. And he asked to be released to get in the dogfight to help. But they believe at this point that Maverick's been shot down and that he's been and that he's been killed in action. Rooster wants to go back and find out if he's actually dead or if he survived the crash because he took the hit. And the rest of Rooster's teammates are telling him the same thing. Hey, we we're ordered to return to base. But does he? Smoke in the air. There's literally a lot of smoke in the air. I don't know if you've noticed that right now. We're praying that those fires go out, but not the fire within us. Come on. (laughs) In a quick moment, Maverick, he puts himself in harm's way. He deploys his flares and and, and he takes the missile hit, saving Rooster's life. Dagger one is hit. They're all ordered to get back to the carrier and Hangman requests permission to launch and provide air cover, but he's denied. He's told not to engage along with search and rescue. They're all told that it's over and Maverick is gone, but it's just smoke. It's just smoke. There's a lot of smoke in the air that that causes us to look at what isn't working versus the God that is always working. It causes our, our attention to go towards fear instead of towards faith. In 2 Corinthians 5.15, and he died, Jesus died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. When Christ died on that cross, and they placed him in that covered tomb, guarded, with Roman soldiers. Many thought the story was over until they found an empty tomb and a risen king. Believing Maverick to be dead, the others are ordered back to the carrier. But Rooster, Rooster returns to find that Maverick had ejected and is being targeted by an MI-24 attack helicopter. After destroying the gunship, Rooster is shot down, and he ejects, and the two rendezvous, and they steal an F-14. Yeah, come on, we're going back. They steal an F-14 from the damaged airbase. Rooster once again has to get Maverick out of his head. In the F-14, Maverick knows that they are technically outgunned by their enemy jets. Logically, the duels should be finished. However, come on. (laughs) However, Rooster reminds Maverick, it's not the plane, it's the pilots. It's the pilot that makes all the difference, even in an inferior machine. I don't know what vessel that you're carrying and walking around with, but where you think you are weak, his strength is made perfect. Yes. 
it's not the plane, it's the pilot. (laughs) But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness, therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. I kind of left you on the last one, a little bit of a cliffhanger. So get this, Maverick and Rooster find each other. Rooster ends up going back, even though he's told not to, he finds Maverick and well, he also gets shot down by the surface to air missiles and they find each other, but they're like, how are we going to escape? Well, there happens to be an enemy's base with the older fighter jets there and they manage to find one and they hijack a fighter jet and then they find themselves, you know, like, they think they've escaped, but then they find themselves again in a dogfight with the enemy. So they got an older plane, right? It doesn't maneuver as good as the newer planes. It doesn't stand a chance against their enemy planes. Technology is not as good. But remember the first point. It's not the plane. It's the pilot. And so these two now are flying together. You've got Rooster and you've got Maverick and they're up against another enemy. They're out of missiles. They're out of guns. They're out of flares. And so what does Maverick do? He goes up, he goes up, he goes up to try to escape. And he says, this is what's going to happen, Rooster. You're going to eject now. And Rooster goes to eject, but he has a malfunction and he can't eject. He can't eject. This is very similar to the first movie when his dad passed away and Maverick was flying the plane. And so they get higher and higher and higher. The enemy locks in on them and he's about to deploy his missiles. And what happens? Out of nowhere, Hangman shows up. And he says, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is your savior speaking. Please fasten your seatbelts and return your tray tables to the locked and upright position. (laughs) And prepare for landing. I think this is so appropriate. To our next point, this is your savior speaking. In the least likely place at the least likely time, God shows up in some of the biggest messes of our life to turn that mess into a message. This is your savior speaking. (laughs) Come on, that's your last point. (laughs) Write it down. Man, just when you feel that you've won, you've overcome, you received your freedom, and you've watched as God has moved in your life and the life of those around you, and then you find yourself again dodging bullets. Again. You've experienced breakthrough, but now you're in a fight, and your fight might be hopelessness. You might feel that you're out of ammunition. You've got nothing left to give. Your heart breaks because it's not just affecting you. It's affecting everybody else that's in that plane with you. The ones you love the most. Those that are in that cockpit with you. And Rooster says, this is not working. We can't take another hit. You can't take much more. I get it. You want to eject, you want to escape, but you can't. No matter what you try, nothing seems to work. But instead of going down, you choose to go up. (laughs) 
And the more you go up, the more you realize your need to repent. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And you ask for forgiveness, and it's in that moment that you find freedom. It's in that moment that Christ saves us. Not only did Jesus take the hit, but he sent his Holy Spirit. I think it's so powerful. I shared this message with the, with the men. Uh, and you can't plan this stuff. This is your Savior speaking. And then he says, he says, um, he says, a maverick says to him, you know, good job. He says, I am good. God is good all the time, all the time in the midst of the valley. You can still find victory if you believe that in your heart. For Hebrews 11, one says that faith is the evidence of things hoped for yet not seen. He says, I'm good. And then Lewis points out to me, and then his name is the hangman. Who hung on the cross for you and for your sins? But Jesus. <laughs> who then is the one who condemns no one? Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God. And he is interceding for you and for me. 1 John 1, 9 says that if we, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. The verse I, I want us to, to learn and, and to go deeper in is, is, is this. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or the sword? For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future or any powers, neither height or depth nor anything else in all of creation will it be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Would you stand with me? Our takeaway is this. You probably figured it out already. It's not the plane. It's the pilot. It's the pilot. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Lord, we thank you for your word today, your message. and Lord, that we could use a movie like Maverick to deliver a message of truth a truth that is only found in you and found in your word. We thank you, Lord, for your peace that surpasses all understanding, for the ability to let go and trust in you with all our heart. Lord, I, I want to pray for my brothers and sisters today that I know too are having a hard time letting go and a hard time understanding what they've been through who they've lost and what they're going through. Lord, I pray that your word would just penetrate into their hearts to trust in you with all their heart and lead not on their own understanding. I pray in all ways that they would acknowledge you for your promise is to make their path straight. You're a good God. And you've got good things for us. Just touch them now this morning. 
while you're in this moment, I want to respect this, this moment right now. If you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, if you're here today and maybe you've been flying your own plane and thinking you've been the pilot all along and you put Jesus in the back seat of the cockpit and you're ready to hand over your trust, your dreams, your hurts, your pains, and you're ready to let go and let God, I want to encourage you today. I would not be here if it wasn't for the love and the grace of God. Paul said in Romans 10 verse 9, if we believe in our hearts, confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe that God the Father raised his son from the grave, that we will be saved. We all need saving from ourselves. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead you through a prayer. We're going to do that right here, right now. God never came to, to start a religion. He came to start a relationship with you so that you would know that you are loved. Just lay it all down today. Would you pray this prayer with me? If you've prayed it before, pray it again with me. If you've never prayed it before, pray it with your whole heart. Just say this, say, dear Jesus, I know I messed up. I know that I've sinned. I'm asking for your forgiveness. I believe, I believe that you died for me, that you died for my sins. And I believe that you rose from the grave three days later. Come into my heart. Be Lord over my life. I thank you. I thank you that my past is past. And today's a new day with you right here right now in Jesus name just stay in the moment eyes closed head bowed in the moment in the moment I'm not here to embarrass you I'm not here to call you out I'm here to stand by you support you know that you are part of something much bigger but if you prayed that prayer for the first time all heads are bowed eyes are closed just give me a thumbs up say hey pastor that's me I prayed that prayer yeah right on come on he sees you and maybe maybe this is your comeback moment I remember my comeback moment trust me I grew up going to church going through the religious side of things and then I was met with a relationship with Jesus like never before he hit me so hard <laughs> I couldn't stop crying but I knew that I was loved and I came back to him so if that's your comeback moment today, give me a thumbs up. Say, hey, that's my comeback moment, Matt. Thank you. Thank you. This is your comeback moment right here, right now. Not to be embarrassed. It's your God moment. But we're going to continue to worship God. And um, 
here at College Street, we don't make it difficult for people that are coming to know God and want to step in in their journey with God. For we are commissioned in this great commission to go into all the world making disciples. And the process of that is baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit and teaching others to obey his commands and surely he's with us always. There's always a process to God's promise. So I'm going to have some strong men come forward anytime soon. Oh, here comes one. And in this stage, we've, 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 we've filled a, a tank full of water. We fill it with faith. That's what we do. Faith and obedience. And if this is your first time hearing about baptism, it's not that difficult. You see, the word baptism in the Greek means to be fully immersed. All in. And the Apostle Paul tells us in Romans 6 that when we are baptized, we're baptized with Christ. That when we go in the water, it represents when Christ went to the grave. He goes with us. And you leave that old self in the water. Because when you come up out of the water, it says that you are resurrected with Christ. That's it. And if you'd like to step in, come forward. We got towels, we got clothes, we got it all. Most importantly, we got Jesus. So let's just worship. Feel free to come forward at any time. I'll be right down there. Thank you for tuning in today, and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.